0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The promise of our Lord Jesus Christ, the good and beautiful shepherd, is the promise of life eternal. Jesus promises those who follow him, those who are part of his flock, life eternal. God's kind of life, and this life is the type of life that is not extinguished upon death. In fact, it is the life that is indestructible, and this very life is secure. Jesus says, no one can snatch you out of my Father's hands. You are safe and secure in my promise of life eternal." The older that we get, the more in touch with death that we are acquainted with in our personal life, the more this promise comes alive in us in a new way. This is the promise of the good and beautiful shepherd. And it is a good and beautiful promise. And I believe it. And I know that you all do too. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Such a beautiful, beautiful song. Well, before we can come to know the good and beautiful shepherd, our Lord Jesus Christ, we also come to know a good and beautiful shepherd that is our mom. My mom is the good shepherd. My mom is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. And we know that it's so true in so many, many ways. In those early years, it's mom who is the good shepherd. Of course, mothers lead their children to the true good shepherd, the good and beautiful shepherd, our Lord Jesus Christ, and that's a part of their work. But our first shepherd is, in fact, our mothers. Father Ron Rollheiser says that when a child is born, he or she is born into the arms and care of a mother. Save for the tremendous care, gentleness, and attention of a mother, a child is radically unready to live in the world. And isn't that true? We human beings are very, very vulnerable Completely unready to live in this world without our mothers. Given a mother, though, he says, everything changes. There are some there is some trauma in being born, but it is brief. Very quickly. The gentleness, patience, and tenderness of a mother erase the trauma of birth, and in the loving care of a mother, the passage from birth to adulthood is less traumatic, but in fact can be a delightful adventure in awakening. I'm not sure how less traumatic it is, but that journey from childhood to an adulthood uh, is in fact uh, often uh, challenging. Can you hear the voice of your mother? Can you hear it? I can hear my mom right now I can hear that voice. And in fact, in the 1960s, the second half of the 1960s, we lived in Southern California. There were four kids, uh, boy, girl, uh, boy, boy, I'm the fourth. And in Southern California, they had a new invention. It was called the intercom. You could press the intercom and the voice would be heard in every room of the house. And my mother used to like to press the intercom so we could hear her voice in the morning. My mother would press the intercom and begin to sing to us in the morning and we hated it. (laughs) My mom actually doesn't have that great of a voice. But she, for some reason, would sing on a clear day... Rise and look around you. And we hated it. But now, but now I love it. All of her children loved the fact that she did that. The voice of our mother is the voice of care and love, of sacrifice, of tenderness. But that voice of the mother brings us to the voice of Jesus. And the voice of Jesus is in fact the voice of, of our Heavenly Father calling us because Jesus and the Father are one. One in divine essence, one in mission and ministry and love and purpose, they are one. And so, this wonderful voice of my mother, and hopefully the voice of every mother, is leading their children to the voice of Jesus, which is the voice of, of God our Heavenly Father, the voice of Jesus, our Great Shepherd, who laid down his life for the sheep. There's a great quote from Abraham Lincoln about his mother. He says, I remember my mother's prayers, and they have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. Abraham Lincoln now it's even more interesting because Abraham Lincoln's mother died when he was nine years old. So these are very early memories of Abraham Lincoln. And in fact, there was much tragedy in the Lincoln family. His sister, Abraham Lincoln's sister, died in childbirth. Then later, as he grew into an adult and Mary married Mary Todd Lincoln, they had four children. One died at six years old, another died at 12 years old, and a third child died at 18 years old. Only one of the four children made it into adulthood. Now, people in that day were acquainted with death in a way that we are not, because it was inescapable. And the promise of our Lord Jesus Christ was something that they were in touch with, maybe in a different way, than even we are. And it is also something of, of note that after his assassination Mary Todd Lincoln was actually placed in a place of, of, of wellness for her mental health. They probably didn't call it that sort of thing back then. She was placed there by her oldest and only surviving son for a time in order to recapture herself from all of the grief and the loss that she had in her life. And so, again, it highlights the promise of eternal life that our good and beautiful shepherd gives to us. As I was thinking about this, this is the first Mother's Day since my own mother passed away in September. I got into touch with with many things. One thing that I got in touch with was, in fact, my mother was the one that taught me to pray. I remember in California, in between those years of about five or ten, my mother leaning uh, over me, praying with me, on my knees beside me, praying with me, sitting beside my bed, praying with me, teaching me that prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to the Lord my soul to keep and if I should die before I wake I pray to the Lord my soul to take. It was a sort of a scary prayer. I remember thinking if I die before I wake and it's not even a prayer I would recommend now. It, it was not the prayer that we prayed with our children. We changed it up. Uh, but My mother taught me to pray and as I prayed I learned that there was in fact a God and that God was there and was able to hear our prayers, a God who wanted to listen. I also became in touch with death as a reality and then also that God can take us beyond death and those are the things that those prayers taught me. My mother prayed for me her entire adult life till the very end. And when I got in touch with that, I thought, hmm, here I am leading worship, leading you all in prayer, and that is in part because my mother taught me how to pray, but also prayed for me her entire adult life as she did for all four of her children. And the good news is, is I am still growing and going deeper in prayer and intend to pursue God in prayer to my very final day on this earth. And so it was my mom, the good and beautiful shepherd, who brought me into an awareness and experience of knowing and trusting God. And the love of God for me. And for that, I will always be grateful. Now, there is a time that we must leave our mothers. And there is a time when mothers must release their children. Release their children to God, our Heavenly Father. That doesn't mean that you don't stop praying for them, worrying about them, caring for them, loving them, but there is a time when you, as a mother, are no longer responsible. Maybe one of the best gifts mothers will receive as they enter the kingdom and they go through the judgment is release from mother guilt about how your kids turned out. (laughs) I firmly believe that that's going to happen. You'll go, oh, oh, thank God. But there is a time when mothers are no longer responsible for their children because their children are old enough to take responsibility for their own lives and take on the burden and the consequences of their thoughts and actions in this world. And you, as a mother and as a father, are no longer responsible from that point forward. We even see this in the life of Jesus, where Jesus was moving away from his mother. Do you remember the story at age 12 when they went to go to Jerusalem for the feast and Jesus stayed back in the temple and was debating with the scripture scholars. The whole family clan was going back to Nazareth and then they figured out, well, where's Jesus? And they ran back and you can imagine Miriam, Mary, so distraught because her son wasn't with them she got to him and he said, Mom, I have to be about my father's business. I'm in the temple doing important things with the word of God. And then at the wedding in Cana of Galilee, Mary says, take care of this problem with the wine. And Jesus basically says, Woman, Mom, what does this have to do with me? And he separated himself from his mother, and then he did what his mother wanted him to do. Because Mary knew what needed to be done, but Jesus had to step aside because his ministry in its beginning had to be between he and his Father, who he is one with. And he had to be in communion with the Father and know that, yes indeed, this will be the first sign that I give. In John's Gospel. Turning water into wine. So there was a separation from his mother in that. And then finally, as Jesus hung on the cross with his mother down below. And Jesus says, woman, behold your son. Bringing her into the care of his beloved friend, John. And then John Behold your new mom. Take care of her. So there is this time of separation that is very, very challenging and difficult, but it must take place. Well, what happens in that separation? Hopefully, moms have been praying for their children all along. And I've been telling moms all day, if you're not praying for your children, whether they're little or adults, every single day, You must start today. It's that important. So, what happens after that release, though? You continue a ministry of intercession and prayer for your children. And you are not just praying for the American dream. If you are only praying for the American dream... It is a tragic failure. Now, the American Dream is good. It's what all of us want for our kids. We want our kids to be educated. We want them to learn skills. We want them to use our gifts. We want them to get ahead. We want them to have a nice home and a family and all of those things and be able to move forward. Of course we want those things. Nobody prays for their kid to be on a street corner flipping the sign around. Right? No one. Not one mother. But if we are not also praying that our children come to know and to love and serve God, our Heavenly Father, if they are not fulfilling the Father's dream for them and for us, then it is a tragic failure. Meaning that we also need to pray for our children to know and to love and to serve and follow God. That they would become generous, sacrificial people. That they would take their place in the church. That they would be leaders in the church. That they would find the mission and ministry of Jesus one of the most important things in this world and they're going to be a part of it. And so... We not only pray for the American dream for our children, we pray for the Father's dream that they would become children of our Heavenly Father. That they would be filled with the love of God. That they would be filled with the Spirit of God so they could participate in the glory of God, in the kingdom of God, because the American dream ends in death. But the promise and the life of the Father's dream Continues on into eternity. So, have we confused the American dream with the father's dream? Well, my mother died uh, in great fulfillment because her children were all actively worshiping God in churches. They we're all giving their resources for the good news and the mission and ministry of the Good Shepherd in this world. Three out of four of them are in leadership positions of some type in the church. And so my mom died in fulfillment in that sense. And I don't say that because of how great her kids are, because if you knew us, you would know that God will take anybody who's willing. And and honestly, if you really knew us, uh, uh, me and my brothers and sister, God will take anyone who is willing to do this. And it is only by the grace of God that we are where we are. But I am happy that my mother died in that type of fulfillment because I know for a fact because she told me that she prayed for her children and prayed for us spiritually every day of her life. And so today we give thanks to God for our good and beautiful shepherds, our mothers, who through their prayers and their care and their love and their anguish are bringing their children to come to know the good and beautiful shepherd Jesus, that we would fulfill. Not only the American dream, but the dream of our Heavenly Father. Amen.